You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net Two Ink Minimums, Book One of the Permanent Hangover Series by Michelle Prince. All Finn Gardner wanted was some fresh air when he stepped down to the alley behind the permanent hangover bar and tattoo parlor. Instead, he found someone who needed help. His help. Bailey Parson escapes her life in Chicago to find a better one in St. Paul. Not only does she win over the customers and staff with her smart wit and empathy, she wins over Finn as well. But when Bailey's past threatens their relationship, Finn has a decision to make. Just how much of his dark past does he need to unlock to save her? Two Incunum by USA Today best-selling author Michelle Prince. Get your copy on Amazon today. You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net Well, hello, and thank you for joining us this evening. I am Mahogany Silvering, your host of Mahogany Says, and I have a show for you tonight that is really good, and I'm so sorry. I apologize for any inconvenience for those trying to listen in. Technical difficulties I finally was able to get through, but I had to use my phone. How about that? But let's get started. We have an awesome guest tonight, contemporary romance author, Kristen. Is is it Morgan? Or, or Morgan. Uh, Morgan. Yep. Morgan. Kristen okay. Morgan. Yep. Thank you very much. <laughs> Kristen, welcome to the show. I'm so sorry. Thank you so much. It's a crazy time in the world, so this doesn't even phase me, I have to tell you. <laughs> like, right? There's like bigger things going on. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm totally fine. I have no plans. I'm at home, you know? <laughs> oh, well, that's great. I'm, I'm so glad. <laughs> Thank you for hanging there with me because it's just, I'm still new at this whole trying to get all the equipment to work and I have all this nice little equipment and none of it seems to be working. So, Oh, don't I'm worry about it. It's fine. We're here now. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah. So, Kristen, tell uh, us a little bit about yourself. Well, I, um, I live in um, Connecticut. I'm way up in New England. Um, I'm actually an architect by trade. Um, I own my own business. I own my own firm. And uh, I've been doing that um, my whole life. Um, But I'm actually, um, deep down, um, I've always loved to write. It's always sort of been my hobby. It's been my escape. Um, When I was in high school trying to decide on a major, it was between English and architecture. So the the writing has always been there. Um, Yeah. And uh, I've just, over the past decade or so, I guess, um, I've uh, really started, um, you know, pursuing um, the author side of me um, a lot more seriously. And uh, I basically sort of have a dual career at this point. I'm an architect and an author. <laughs> oh, wow. So, so that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a busy life, but it's it's a great balance. Um, you know, it's I, I love creating. I love doing anything that, you know, um, requires, 
you know, imagination, um, you know, in my mind and whether that's designing houses or writing a book, um, that's really how I, um, how I'm fulfilled. So I love it. Oh, that's great. I love that. So tell us a little bit about your book, uh, Behind the Glass. So my book is, um, first of all, it, um, the whole journey started actually uh, way back in 2009. Um, and I was really just writing this story um, just as a hobby. It started sort of as a short story or just sort of writing. Um, at first, um, it was basically um, a culmination of um, just a bunch of themes that have always intrigued me. Um, I've always Mm -hmm. been fascinated with the idea of love at first sight. Um, Is it real? Can it happen in real life? And if it does, do those two people really live happily ever after? Um, And um, it was definitely the main theme for my story. But then, you know, as a lover of romance novels, I didn't want to make it easy. So I put all these obstacles in front of them, Um, you know, and it was, uh, it was one of these things that um, I wrote, um, the book over about five years. Like I said, it was really just a hobby. I did it in the evenings. I don't know if I ever really thought it was going to be a full book or something that I published, but it was basically the book that I wanted to read. Um, you know, I, I really was doing it more for myself, and if others liked it, that'd be great, but it was more of a, um, you know, just a story that I wanted to tell. And um, I basically got to the end of it, um, kind of honed it a little bit more as far as, you know, really um, – you know, figuring out how you write a book, how you, you know, put it together and everything. Um, had it professionally edited, and uh, my editor was actually sort of my first, um, you know, real critic, and she basically told me it was really good. And I was like, okay, great. You know, this is good that I told wow. time into it, and it's actually something that's good. <laughs> and decided to self-publish it and just sort of see what happened. And that was in 2014. Um and um, I, I got a lot of really um, good response from it, um, a lot of high praise, a lot of five-star ratings, and it was, it was wonderful. But it was hard to balance at that time running my own business and marketing a book. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, so it kind of went mm-hmm. to the wayside for a little while. Um, you know, it was still, you know, still out there on Amazon, still, you know, and Goodreads still getting, um, you know, um, a little bit of momentum. But at the beginning of 2019, I just sort of decided, you know, I've got this book out there. I need to really put everything I have into promoting it and really, you know, pursuing this second career as an author. Um, So Mm -hmm. I sort of dedicated all of my, you know, all of my time into book marketing and social media and, you know, reading and writing and, you know, really getting back into it. And I ended up pitching it to uh, publishing houses as well, just to sort of see what was going to happen. And in, um, February of this year, I ended up getting picked up by a small press publisher um, out of London. Nice. So now it is a now it is a traditionally published book, um, and it's uh, it's awesome. doing really really well. We re-released it as a second edition. We added a prologue. Um, we added about 2,000 words of new content to it. Um, kind of it was kind of nice going kind of back and you know really tweaking everything that I'd you know I'd wanted to tweak over the years. So that was wonderful. And um, and now I'm I'm sort of off to the races and writing more books. So um, it was a good thing that I, I went back and did all that. So that's my story. Nice. <laughs> that's the whole story of the book. <laughs> yeah. 
amazing. Well, I guess I'll have to get the new one, the second edition, then, because uh, if you said yeah. you added more to it, so I got to read what you added, because <laughs> I like the definitely, second one. Definitely, definitely. But it definitely, you know, uh, I really want to find out what the changes were, so so I'll have to do that. Yes. Yes, definitely. So this the, is your... the prologue tells you a little bit more about the main character, a little bit of her, you know, of her, um, there's, she struggles with a lot throughout the book, and you kind of understand a little bit why she is the way she is through the prologue. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So you said you started writing back in 2009, and you had never really yes. thought it was going to, you know, come forth, but when you decided to go ahead and, and publish it, did you think, were you excited? I mean, what, what was that journey like for you of trying to do it on your own at first before you got I picked have, up? I have to say it was um, it was kind of terrifying at first, mainly because, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't trained, you know, um, as an author, I wasn't trained as a marketer, you know, all of these things where it was just literally kind of flying blind so in that way it was a little bit scary to even know if I you know am I doing this right you know this is just crazy I would read as much as I could about how to do all of this um I have to say the the writing community out there um that I've connected with um they're amazing um all of the authors you included actually um people really try to help each other with everything um, from, you know, marketing trends to, you know, how to promote your book, you know, how to, you know, even, you know, writing everything. So it was really nice to sort of connect with people and, and feel like, okay, I'm not the only one out there that has no idea what they're doing, basically. <laughs> so, um, and it was really, I will say it was really encouraging um, to see the reviews, you know, for my book and, you know, see that, you know, people really liked it and they um you know they compared my writing to nicholas sparks and hallmark movies and things that blew my mind um i had um other other people say that my book had touched them on a more emotional level or it helped them get through something hard in their own lives and that was just a bonus that was something i never imagined in a million years honestly um you know I've, i've had people tell me that you know it it certain characters reminded them of people in their own lives, you know. So it was just exactly that, literally all of those things that really kept me going. That you know that made me think, okay, I'm doing the right thing. This is what I this is what I should be doing in life. You know, this is um, you know I, I love architecture. I always will. But this is you know they're they're both my calling. But I I really thought, okay, I'm you know I'm an author. I'm not just saying I'm an author. I'm actually, you know, this is this is a second career yes. for sure. You, you are definitely yeah. that. I, I definitely. <laughs> Thank you. Because <laughs> you've really touched on some things that, you know, that we can relate to. You know, anyone who's ever been into a relationship where you can really relate to. Oh, it. yeah. And it's not just well, it's your one of those things typical, where, like, I, yeah. you know. Right. I, I don't like. Yeah, it's, it's really not. Right. I, like I, don't, that. I mean, I, I do love. I do love some of those. Don't get me wrong. We all like to escape into the, you know, the fluffy you know, completely yeah. uh, <laughs> reality romances, a hundred percent, you know, but at the same time, you know, I, um, a lot of, you know, what I, I love about, um, you know, certain authors and certain books is, you know, really touching on real life, really touching on real things that happen, um, you know, and not necessarily, you know, making them boring, but, you know, making them relatable, making them, you know, right. telling a different story, but maybe, Maybe it's something that, you know, everybody can see a little of themselves in. 
Um, you know, and that, that to me was very important. Um, you know, I wanted, you know, I, I wanted it to feel authentic. I wanted it to feel real. Um, like this is a real story that could actually happen to two people. It wasn't, you know, totally detached from reality where it was just, you know, silliness, you know, or anything like that. Well, speaking of Hallmark, yeah. I, I could definitely see this as a movie. I could, I could definitely see this, or maybe <laughs> even a Lifetime movie, for that matter. I mean, because these are just like yeah. situations that you can, you can picture these, you can relate to the characters, and you can see yourself doing it, and you see the things that Rebecca goes through, and it's just like even right. the cover, it's like, like yeah, I could be a movie poster, <laughs> like this movie's coming out. Right. I'm glad, right? Because it really does. I, I really like that. Yeah. <laughs> I have a wonderful, I have to give a little shout out. I have a wonderful cover designer who put that together and it really was, it was like a, you know, um, a movie poster. I was, it I was so it impressed It's like with a movie that. poster. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I will say a little bit about, um, I didn't really talk about the characters. Um, Rebecca is the main character and that's who you see on the cover of the book. And she's a very, um, kind of serious kind of, um, you know, lives by a certain, you know, moral code and is, is very dedicated. Um, she's a uh, waitress by night, and then she's a um, photographer for a newspaper by day. Um, she works two jobs. She really wants to get back to, you know, college. Um, she's just very, very mm-hmm. hard worker, very, you know, determined. She has a boyfriend at the beginning of the book, and she uh, meets this, this dreamy guy named Michael um, in this bookstore cafe, um, in the first chapter of the book, and they have an instant connection. They have this conversation, and then she just leaves because she's got this boyfriend, and she, you know, she's met the the love of her mm-hmm. life or the you know love at first sight, but she, you know, she she could never betray this you know sweet boyfriend that she has. Um, and then they these two characters keep getting thrown together, and then she's constantly, you know, being pulled you know in two different directions. And uh, and then right. the, the story takes lots of different turns. But it's sort of about their very unconventional love story and how they, you know, um, sort of navigate it. Nice. So, so what was yeah. the – was she based on someone you knew, or is it just – is it something that just came to you? Well, she was um, She was actually based on – it's weird. Um, you know, I don't really think about it. I don't – I guess I don't think about it at the time. Um, but I will say that, you know, a lot of my characters – um, are definitely based on, you know, either people that I know in real life or, um, you know, sometimes they're, they're based on, you know, aspects of people that I know or aspects of characters. And, um, you know, I, I just knew that sort of given the situation I was going to put her in and, you know, and who this, this man was that, you know, that she's meant to be with, um, I kind of, some of her personality came with what the story to do, but then some of her personality also came with, um, you know, really a couple people, you know, that I, I didn't really think about at the time, but that I've known in my life and um, had mm-hmm. been in similar situations. Um, so I definitely, um, I, I develop some characters based on what I want the plot to do and, well, they have to be this way because, you know, that's, that's you know, the catalyst for this or the catalyst for that. But I do, right. um, I do base characters on, you know, on, on people that I know or even characters that I like in other books, you know strengths and weaknesses, you know, all of those things, but it's right. definitely not autobiographical by any means. <laughs> well, that's okay. Even if it is, but I mean, it's fiction, so we're like, you have I dramatic do admire questions. her, though, I will say, you know. 
Yes, because I admire that she's, you know, hard worker, and she actually kind of like, should I? No, I shouldn't do this. She goes through all the, you know, those things, and it's like, you know, that's something right. that a person with morals would do. You know, it would be like, okay, exactly. I can't do this. You know, I, yeah, you find everything, but. Uh, <laughs> right, right. You know, and a lot of it you. is that she's. Exactly. And I think that a lot of what I wanted to sort of reveal from start to finish with her, and a lot of people go through this, is that she kind of finds strength in herself toward the end of the book, you know, where she, not that she starts off as a weak person by any means, but she feels a little trapped and she feels very safe behind all of these walls. And that's kind of the metaphor behind the glass. You know, she feels very safe there and she doesn't want to go out of that comfort zone. Right. And a lot of the a lot of the book is sort of her getting herself out of her comfort zone and getting herself out of all of those fears and breaking down all those walls, you know, and uh, and being okay with herself and being okay with you know uh, with a lot of things in her past and everything else, you know. And that's what I think a lot of people have to go in life, honestly. You know, you you go through evolutions yeah. and you find strength within yourself, depending on what situation you're put in. Um, you know, and that was one thing that was very important for me to show, you know, is that you don't have to, uh, you know, you don't have to live behind those walls all the time. You can, you know, you can make, you know, take a chance, um, you know, risk a few things and see what happens. Exactly. And see, exactly. Cause you, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained, I guess, you know, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So do you find you've come up with a pretty much a routine? Uh, you said you were writing new books. So have you come up with a writing routine since you work full time? Yeah, I try to, I mean, it, it sort of depends. Um, you know, right now it's, it's actually been um, nice. I have a very pretty strict routine. We're home a lot now, um, but I, I pretty much work during the day, um, you know, until, you know, five or six o'clock we have dinner and everything, but my evenings, um, a lot of times are dedicated to um, sometimes, you know, social media and marketing. I, I take a little time every single day and try to, you know, do that piece of it. Um, but I try to uh, set aside a little bit of time every night um, to, you know, just focus on doing something, even if it's slow, pro- you know, progress, mm-hmm. you know, some, some sort of writing, um, you know, if I can. Yeah. So what's the di- most difficult part for you? about writing um honestly (laughs) I think a lot of authors can relate um editing I I tend to um (laughs) you know a lot of times because you don't if you're writing all the time you don't have to necessarily go back and read what you've written a couple of days ago because you're you're continuously writing but because I sort of do it sporadically I usually go back you know several pages to say okay where was I you know what what mindset was I in and then I end up editing Mm -hmm. for like an hour and and then I finally write, you know, new material, but I, I have to just stop myself sometimes and just, you know, um, leave it be, you know, edit everything at the end. But I, I have a really hard time because I see something or I want to add something and I can't help myself. And then I end up, I feel like <laughs> taking so much longer than I should. And I, yeah. I feel like I, you know, at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, yeah, I wrote a page, you know, because I've been editing the rest <laughs> of, you know, the, the previous 10 pages that I just read. It's. So that for me is very frustrating. <laughs> I'm like my own worst critic and I'm, I'm always doing that. Um, even my, my own edit, my first editor was like, you've got to stop. It's, you know, <laughs> you have to just, but it, it, you yeah, know, and that, I, I that feel like it's never, thing. it's so, 
yeah, it's, yes. it's not, it's like I always I have to con- constantly keep polishing it. And I, I think I just need to leave it alone. And sometimes just moving forward is my, my biggest obstacle. Um, you know, I've, I've sort of had to force myself to, um, to really like read something and not edit it and then go forward and just write more, you know, more content. Right. Just like continue <laughs> the story. Just like, yeah. About, okay. I, yeah. Need, I missed the word there and I, okay, you know what? Let me finish. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I, I find that is my biggest struggle. Um, it's, it's kind of funny. I mean, sometimes it can be really satisfying because there are times where, I'll be struggling with like a couple of paragraphs and it's just not flowing. It's not sounding right. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go back several days later and I'll just edit it and it's perfect. And I'm like, Oh my God, I wish I could have done this, you know, two or three days ago, but sometimes giving yourself that space. So sometimes it is productive right. you do. To, to do that editing. But at the same time, it seems to be, you know, my biggest time suck, unfortunately. <laughs> so I find a little trick that yeah. I kind of do to myself is when I'm finished, I'll leave it alone for two days. Yeah. And just, just leave yeah. just leave it and just like yep. go then go back to it and that way I can edit and te- because it just, or maybe I'll see something new or whatever, but at least I got it out. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll just, yeah, it's yeah, true. And, or I'll have, you know, my husband or one of my older kids read it and be like, hey, if you read this, I'm going to. <laughs> I'm gonna go watch TV or do yeah. something else. Yeah, and it's really you, you have to do that like, sometimes. Yeah, uh, maybe I should have changed that paragraph. Or yeah, and you really, but for me to get me out of my headspace, I'll go and do something. Oh else. yeah. <laughs> well, I also find that if you do that, yeah, if you do that, also another thing that I find is like, if I'm actually writing it, I'll maybe be frustrated with it, or I don't think it's good writing, or you know whatever it is, and I walk away for a couple of days. And I go back and I read it, and I'm like, wow, this is much better than I thought it was. You know, you're so critical in the moment, I think. Right, um, But exactly. then when you actually, like, get away from it, then you read it, and you're like, oh, you know what? This wasn't that bad. Why was I stressing out over this? Or why was like, I exactly. thinking this was so horrible? Yeah. Yeah, I think that distance actually, like, changes your lens or something. You know, you see it differently. Yeah, you really do, because it is kind of – because you're in that mode, because there's like two different modes, the getting the story out and then the editing, which is what most authors do. Yeah. I mean, even, even sometimes before you send it in, if you do our traditional you know, way of publishing, you still kind of self-edit before yeah. you even send it. So they won't, you know, kind of like, well, they don't need to have that much to do. Hopefully they won't, you know, completely change what I was trying to say, but yes. Oh, yeah. I I will say. You kind of look at it with fresh eyes. I will say I was terrified both times, actually, of sending, like, the whole whole manuscript to the editor saying, okay, you know, don't completely, you know, tear it apart. And neither one of them did. They they had a few, you know, suggestions and everything. The editor Mm -hmm. um, that I hired for my self-published, but then also the editor um, at my, uh, my publisher, um, they were very kind, I have to say. They were, um, you know, because that's that fear that you have, you know. You're like, and it's, yes. it's weird because, you know, we're we're very self-critical. But then when somebody else, you know, says, no, actually, there's only a little bit that I change, you know, it's sort of a validation that you're, you know, you're on the right path. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's always great to hear that, right? Because <laughs> you're, like, dreading that. Yeah, it is. You know, it it, is. it's like college when you, you're reading for those, red marks and no you didn't do this and no and <laughs> like what do you think oh yeah 
Absolutely, absolutely. Um, when I get a when I get an edit back and I'm I don't see that much, I'm like, oh, thank God. You know, it's like you have that sigh of relief. <laughs> Definitely. So, yeah, yeah. So going forward, you have. Um, is there any more books like Behind the Glass, or are you going to go in a different direction? Well, then the other thing that we did when um, I uh, signed on with my publisher is um, we decided to make Behind the Glass sort of the uh, the anchor in a series. Um, it's now going to be the first book in a series, and they're going to be standalones. They're going to be companion novels. Um, but the next book that I have will take place in the same universe, the same you know town, um, and actually mm-hmm. specific area that Behind the Glass um, takes place in. It'll just be different characters, a completely different storyline, and everything. But I do plan oh, on nice. doing several several books, um, you know, along the lines of Behind the Glass, contemporary romances, all in the same series, um, you know, and sort of exploring you know different different types of relationships, different conflicts, you know, all of that. Um, but then I'm also doing, um, in addition to that, I'm doing another book that's completely apart from Behind the Glass and that whole series um, that is uh, more in the chick lit genre. It's, um, it's uh-huh. kind of a, a silly, not, not necessarily comedy. I don't want to really call it a comedy, but it is a um, kind of a culmination of a whole bunch of crazy uh, dating stories, um, kind of along the lines of like Sex in the City. Oh, I'm okay. And uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. It's based on uh, many of my single friend stories, actually. And um, <laughs> it's it's basically going to be centered around uh, these four girlfriends that go out to uh, brunch and they talk about all these silly stories. And it's going to be a lot about you know um, relationships between friends and girlfriends and you know kind of girl power and all that. And uh, and I'm not going to be, you know, dogging on men or anything like that, but it is going to be very comical in that way where they um, they tell all these silly stories, you know, about dating, um, but then they kind mm-hmm. of, you know, lean on each other, um, you know, throughout it as well. So it's been completely oh, out of my out of my comfort zone, 100 percent, but it's been really, really fun uh, to write. So I kind of bounce back and forth between you know, a more serious contemporary romance to a really light and fun, you know, kind of uh, anecdotal, um, you know, type story. So nice. it's, it's been great. That sounds like it's going to be yeah. pretty good. Yeah, Definitely. I think it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be really fun. I'm really excited about that one. I haven't decided which one's going to come out first because I'm kind of bouncing back and forth. Um, I think that mm-hmm. since we've made um, Behind the Glass the first in the series, we'll probably try to get the second in the series out as soon as possible. But I do definitely want to uh, to get this other, um, you know, fun book out as well. So I'm excited. Okay. Well, nice. I'm looking forward to that one. That seems really interesting. So yeah. what I want to ask is I've noticed in publishing, because like I said, I'm paranormal romance. But yeah. there are so many new subgenres that are popping up. And I see contemporary and I see new romance. And I'm not really sure what that is. How would you describe new romance? Or as you say, well, contemporary. Yeah, um, contemporary really just um, refers to you know it could happen literally like right now, like in our time, you know, in our you know it's not necessarily historical or you know it's it's really just sort mm-hmm. of your everyday um, you know contemporary time um, you know type romance. Um, new adult is more um, 
you know, there's young adult, which is more on the high school end. And then there's new adult, which is, you know, kind of, you know, right out of college, 20s, you know, not necessarily, you know, in your 30s or 40s or anything like that. Really, you know, truly new adult. They're just, um, you know, just kind of, ah, okay. I don't know, just discovering, discovering life, you know, um, all those fun mm-hmm. years. And for some reason, um, I think because um, for me anyway, you know, writing new adult contemporary just felt right for you know, what I was writing about. In fact, I was already writing the story when I had to learn that I had to categorize it. And I was like, oh, okay, well, it's taking place right now, you know, so that would be the contemporary part. And then these are, you know, people mm-hmm. that are literally like, you know, um, she's probably like a year or two out of college, um, you know, and, okay. and everybody is sort of in the same the same age group. Um, so it's that, you know, kind of coming in of age, you know, all of that. Um, oh, but I, I will say... I had no idea until I really got into, you know, kind of the author world that there were so many subgenres and they had so yes. many categories. <laughs> and, oh, my goodness, even I, I actually read um, one of my first sort of paranormal romance, but it was a shifter um, mm-hmm. romance, and I was totally confused. <laughs> I have to say, because I'd never written, I've never read anything. Um, like that, and I was it was fascinating though i was I was absolutely fascinated with the whole thing. Um, I mean, I guess I've read like Twilight and things like that. I don't know if that really counts, um, but it was never I never really yeah, had yeah. Um, you know <laughs> yeah, I, I'd never really read like a true so now i'm now I'm like totally curious. Um, I've read historical romance, um, I've read um, you know erotica, you know all all of these different things, and really I just I'll read anything, you know, just to sort of see, you know, just it really opens my eyes to, you know, to new things. Um, I'm more of a, you know, I, I sort of, I read contemporary romance, but I also read a lot of, you know, thrill, psychological thrillers and mysteries and, you know, things like that. Um, I love law right. drama and crime drama and things like that. So I, uh, yeah, I hadn't really delved into, you know, all the subgenres for romance, but now, now that I have, I'm I'm like <laughs> I want to know what else is there. You know, this is kind of crazy. Um, so it's it's fun. It's uh, it's definitely um, it's been eye opening for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah, there, there's a lot. <laughs> there's I mean, yeah. I started yeah. 2008, and I there's still things I'm like finding out new. <laughs> so, yeah, if I, yeah. I'll, I'll ask. I'm like, wait a minute. Now, what is this one? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a whole it's true. new thing here. It's true. It, it really is. Yep. I mean, and I found out I like dark romances, and I, I didn't think I would. But wow, I, I read I read a few where I just like okay, I can get into this. Yeah, one. <laughs> yeah, yep. Dark oh, romances. Definitely. I actually just this past year figured out what uh, reverse harem was. I didn't know what that was. Oh. Um, you know. Mm-hmm. That was one that I had never um, heard of until literally this past year, and I have a few author friends that write that. Um, yeah. And I was like, "What is that?" <laughs> so, yeah, it's like it's fun. It's it's uh, definitely yeah, it's um, like <laughs> you know. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, but, but absolutely. But it's an actual relationship. It's not just like okay, she's just keeping him, you know, <laughs> on hand. It's like she actually has a relationship with each one, and I think those are that's pretty cool. I read some really yeah, fun. yeah. It's interesting, definitely, definitely, definitely. So, do you have a favorite character that you've written? I mean, you've written Rebecca and Michael and um, the other guy's name. I forgot. Escapes me. Oh, Brett. Yes. 
Right. Um, yeah. I have to say, like in in behind the glass, my favorite character um, is definitely um, hands down is Michael because he's you know I mean he's just the he's really the perfect guy. Um, you know he's strikingly handsome and he's kind and honest and smart mm-hmm. and funny and generous and you know he stays true to himself and he's not interested in one night stands. He wants long term relationships. I mean he's like literally like the perfect guy. But at the end of the day, um, you know, he's he's sort of um, a little bit on the lonely side, too. You know, he's right. um, he hasn't really grown up as an only child, but he, he's had, you know, he's grown up on a horse farm. And he definitely had a very different experience than probably, you know, um, most, you know, kids and teens and, you know, um, older people his age. And he's, you know, a little isolated. And um, I just kind of liked that he had this need you know, to find that someone mm-hmm. to spend his life with, you know. Um, I don't know. Right. He was just, I don't know if he was necessarily like everything that I'd want in a guy, but I was like everything that everybody would want in a guy, you know. Right. Um, Pretty and close, he, right. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. And it's funny because when I was, when I was writing him, when I write everybody, I kind of have like a visual, you know, picture in my head of what, what they look like and what they're like and everything. And he wasn't really based on anybody in particular, and then um, I had a whole bunch of girlfriends over one night who had all read my book. It was like a little uh, book club. And um, I'd asked everybody, you know, if you were to pick anybody, um, any actor out there who would play him, who would you pick? And they all had all these different, um, you know, people, actors. And they asked me, and all of a sudden it just popped into my head that this um, iconic character from actually my childhood, from one of my movies um, in my childhood, uh, was Michael, and it was actually Jake Ryan from Sixteen Candles. Believe it or not, oh my he god, he was like that knight. I, I believe it. That, yeah, yeah, like that knight in shining armor who's just right. so good and everything, you know. And it was like I had no idea that that was kind of my my muse for him um, until we were having that conversation. And of course, I had to go and watch the movie again, and I was like, oh my god, that's Michael. I had no idea, you know. It was <laughs> yes. just so funny. So, you know, yeah, so it's like, even like, I, kind of like the misunderstood yeah. good guy, because you think he's yeah, kind of a bad guy, but you, really, but you realize that he's right. not. He's just, yeah. you know, he doesn't yeah. want to be shallow. He's got, you know, going to do what exactly. he wants to be, but he more to offer than just the yeah. obvious. Yes. Right. I right. like that. So, yeah. 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 So that was, that's, that's he's one my favorite character. <laughs> Right, I know. Was I pretty cool. That. I mean, Molly Ringwald was still. I'm sorry, she was the girl. I mean, <laughs> yep, she everything was. she did. Absolutely. Pretty in Pink was my other one. Yes, yeah, that one and Pretty oh, in Pink yeah. were my favorite. And yeah. I have both Love of those that movies. Movie. I, but the kids watching, they're like, "Oh, I like that." <laughs> yeah, they like, they really stand up. Over the eighties weren't so bad yeah, after they all. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They're timeless movies, I'm telling you. <laughs> so have you thought any or given any thought to putting in anything on audio, doing an audio book at some point? Yes, actually. Um, it's interesting. Uh, right before I was signed with my publisher, I was literally about to start doing, you know, that whole, that whole process. I have someone that, um, 
I was actually thinking about that I had in mind for it. And then I got signed on um, with a publisher, and that was actually one of my, my first questions is, you know, I really would love to get this on an audiobook. I love listening to audiobooks myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would love, love, love to have Behind the Glass eventually on audiobook. That That's definitely one of my very um, uh, in-the-future goals right now. Nice. <laughs> Absolutely. I know, they're pretty interesting. I like listening to them myself. Yeah. So, so tell everyone, do you have a website or any place they can, you know, readers can connect with you or any social media? I do. So they can catch up with oh, you. Oh, my goodness. I'm everywhere. I uh, <laughs> uh, my website is dot com. Yep, I have everything on my website. Mm-hmm. I have a link tree on there. Um, I am Kristen dot Morgan on Instagram. Um, you can look me up on Facebook. I have a personal profile on Facebook. I have a Facebook page. I have a Facebook group called uh, Kristen Morgan Beyond the Book. Um, I also have yep. a Twitter account. It's just at Kristen Morgan. Um, I have a, uh, a book bub and an all author profile. Um, I have an Amazon profile. Um, kind of everywhere you could possibly find me, um, I'm out there. Um, I'm on social media a lot. Um, I spend probably at least an hour a day just going through and, you know, connecting with readers. I do giveaways for books on occasion. Um, you know, sometimes signed paperbacks, sometimes ebooks, um, things like that. Um, I try to really stay um, connected and, you know, both the author community, but also, you know, kind of keep my followers and readers um, up with everything. Um, my book is available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Kobo, Apple Books, um, on both uh, paperback and ebook. So everything, everything you could possibly uh, need is out there. Nice. <laughs> so before we go, since, uh, and for those of you just joining us, we are talking with Ms. Morgan, and my daughter's name is Kristen, too, by the way. <laughs> oh, really? It's a great yes, name. I have a daughter named Kristen. <laughs> I named her Kristen Ashley. So. <laughs> oh, She's like my very that. precocious 21-year-old. So. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I love it. Uh, <laughs> so what did you want to be when you uh, were younger? What did you want to be when you grew up? Well, I went through, um, you know, kind of some of the uh, the usual things. I wanted to be like a veterinarian for a while and a marine biologist. I loved animals, you know, and then realized that I was horrible at science and that went away. <laughs> and then um, I, I will say that, you know, I always wanted to um, to design, create. I was always very heavily into art, um, photography. Mm-hmm. Um, part of the reason why Rebecca is a photographer is because it was something that I could draw from and I knew a lot about. Um, I was always very artistic, um, loved to, to draw, sketch, paint, anything like that. Um, and uh, I, I actually found architecture my junior year of high school, believe it or not, um, and uh, just gravitated toward that, um, you know, really kind of early on, I'm one of those kind of rare cases where I wanted to be an architect and I became an architect, you know, but I will say that, um, you know, I, I also love to write. I loved creative writing. Um, I'm one of those weird, I was one of those weird kids in high school that if there was an essay question, I was the happiest person in the world. I loved essay yes, questions. I would just too. write, you know, I loved like essays. forever. Mm-hmm. Oh, I loved it. And when I was in um, college, I took every, you know, writing class I could for electives, creative writing, 
uh, Greek mythology. I mean, anything I could possibly get my hands on. Um, so I will say that, um, you know, the two things that I wanted to be, um, ultimately I became, <laughs> so, um, you know, well, that's just not a science people person. People say that. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's very rare. I like science, but you know, my math and science grades were not, <laughs> did not oh, show no, how enthusiastic no. I was about science. <laughs> Definitely not. I liked it in theory, but not in application. <laughs> yeah. In, in, in practice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, I have enjoyed talking with you, and I, I love that you've been on the show. And and I'm again, I apologize for all the oh no, it's been yes, definitely great having you on the show and hearing yeah, your thank story. you so much and for having me on the show. Absolutely, yes. And I look forward to reading more of your work, and definitely seeing you more on social media. And I'll stop in and say hi and. Um, anytime that you, you have anything you want to add or when your new book comes out, you glad to have you back on and talk about it. Oh, so absolutely. Share that with I would love that. Definitely. Yeah, I would love that. That <laughs> well, would be so you. much fun. <laughs> All right. Well, thank, thank you so, you so much. much. I appreciate tonight. it. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. And thank you for all, all right. right. You have a good night. Listening in. Okay. You too. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you all for listening and joining in tonight, and I hope you have a wonderful evening. I thank you, and I hope that you have all the things that you need. I see blessings over everyone, peace and love. Stay together. Stay strong. Be safe out there. All right. Good night. You have been listening to Mahogany Says with Mahogany Silverine at mahoganysilverine.net. Thank you and good night.